Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Weed Day Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Bellstar. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona, and the world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email thctucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweed's Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products, accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweed's Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. Canna Health is a digital magazine focused on knowledge, safe access, and advocacy with a monthly subscription readership. It's loaded with scientific and clinical articles from various healthcare professionals, profiles of cannabis clinics offering safe access to medicines, national and local organizations open to the public, and real-life patient success stories. It's free to subscribe, so don't miss another issue of Canna Health. Gabe, are you with us? I sure am. Oh, yay. Welcome to the show. Finally, I had to trick the system once again to get you on. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. No worries. Thank you for having me. So, oh, you're welcome. And if you know of another podcast platform, you're going to have to let us know. <laughs> I <always say> <laughs> I, for I some reason, some, this show just... some suggestions. Okay, there we go. See, we're good. This is the whole reason the universe put us together. <laughs> exactly. How are you doing? Exactly. Doing very well. How's your morning going? Awesome. I I love the morning time. I'm I'm always up early and it's nice and cool because it's well you're up a little bit northern from Tucson, right? You're up in the Phoenix area. 
Yeah, Phoenix area. I'm looking at the forecast next week and uh, and dreading it a little bit, but you know, to set the AC now. So, <laughs> right? Yeah, everybody, change your filters. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so it's going to yeah. get hot. Well, thank you so much for getting up early and coming on air with us. Oh, of course. No, more than happy to. More than happy to. So, Gabe, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you uh, got into the cannabis industry and, and uh, how you got here. Certainly, yeah, more than happy to. So, uh, man, kind of a, a long into cannabis, I would say, um, but I – my first big boy job out of college, as I like to put it, I was, I was working in technology. So I was working for a, a startup in my hometown in uh, Washington state. Um, one of the first states to, to kind of legalize. And then uh, mm-hmm. from there, I went into an entrepreneurship program and um, had some ideas for a technology company. I wanted to start that did like video game competitions and, and things like that. So cool. I actually, uh, I went into Arizona state's technology entrepreneurship program uh, where I found my, my business partner, and uh, we went to a Google Startup Weekend and took third place with that. So we thought, hey, you know, why not? Let's, let's wow. move to Phoenix and we'll we'll build this thing. And uh, that one was where I, I basically just drove that company um, off a cliff and didn't leave skid marks, as I like to put it, because it was so much learning <laughs> uh, that was happening at the time. Uh, you know, I was inexperienced. Yeah. I was naive. I was I was eager, but there were so launched. many lessons. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Yeah. Launched in a bit of a crash landing. Uh, wow. So really good experience. It was it was uh, phenomenal. I got to meet a lot of a lot of great mentors. And uh, basically was after it a that, game I, that you made. I have to ask. It wasn't. I love video games. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> oh, perfect. Well, it wasn't a it wasn't a game. But what we did is we hooked into the the some of the top games in the industry right now, and then we pulled all their data back, and then we uh-huh. would run leaderboards and competitions and tournaments with influencers so um we go get a brand that wanted to do a competition and then you know whoever got the most wins that week or whatever it might be we we gave away prizes and things like that for for it so it was fun it was a fun fun business (laughs) i got to meet a lot of fun people um but yeah so after that one i I had a little bit of a chip on my shoulder uh you know from wanting to know more about technology wanting to know more about sales so i went heavy into consulting and uh here in phoenix and then shortly after my uh, one of my mentors from the first business asked me to come lead a sales and marketing effort at a tech, an Intel an Intel venture. Basically, Intel Capital has like a, a venture capital firm, and so they were starting a company with another business here in town. And um, so I got to do that, and that one was a success. That one was you know zero to four million in twenty months. It was, it was very exciting, wow. very fun. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so kind of was like, hey, let's let's make sure I learned what I was supposed to from all the uh, learning lumps, right, from my own and the first one. <laughs> from the cliff um, jumping. <laughs> so, yes, exactly. So he gave me some, some good space to do that. And then uh, from there, you know, we, I went to go work at another VC firm. COVID happened, and a lot of the money started drying up a little bit. So we said, okay, you know, my business partner from before and I, we have been working on projects on the side. And we were like, hey, well, let's go let's go help our friends that actually have technology companies. And then we came across a model um, where he had actually helped spin it out, spin it out of an accelerator with virtual consultations for dentists. And what we found was that um, in dentistry, it could actually increase the treatment conversion. So someone opting into treatment um, from like 10% on a phone call, right? So you're driving all Uh of your marketing to a, 
a website to drive people to a phone call to talk to your receptionist, right, to try and book an appointment. And uh, right. when they implemented this virtual consultation, uh, what happened is it went from a 10% treatment acceptance to over an 80% treatment acceptance. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, yeah, so we said, hey, that's a good model. Um, and we were thinking <laughs> back to, to yeah. some of our experiences in, uh, in cannabis. And we went to a, uh, a very well-known dispensary out in uh, Venice Beach, California, and mm. we basically watched his wife, who's never done a drug before in her life, try to navigate uh, the store and try to understand what she would want to be getting, you know, and why she would want to be getting and how much. And, um, you know, it was a bit of a lackluster experience. It was confusing. Um, after she left, yeah. she didn't actually remember what she had bought <laughs> so, or mm-hmm. how it was going to help her. <laughs> Uh, the benefits, the values of those products. And so we said, you know, with all of these states coming online with both adult use, um, but also medical and then COVID happening, what's a way that we can better empower not only the consumer to learn more about how cannabis can help with their specific ailments um, or even for their night in (laughs) or their night out, uh, but also Uh for the bud tenders and in the dispensaries, how do we help them become more efficient at telling the story of, the brands um, that they may have Mm -hmm. or the strains that they may have or terpenes and cannabinoids and how they relate to that specific person. So we basically uh, built a software that helps accommodate that. And uh, it's it's an industry that we've been passionate about for a long time. It's so connected to gaming. (laughs) You know, you kind of cross into other industries like music, (laughs) games and movies and cannabis, and they're all kind of intertwined in entertainment. So um, it's kind of just like a perfect fit. And so, yeah, we, we basically launched not too long ago. We've been running pilots at uh, dispensaries, medical centers here in Arizona and back in my hometown of Spokane, Washington. So we've uh, nice. been getting really great feedback, especially as uh, things heat up outside. People want to cut down their lines um, so right. <laughs> and make it a little easier for their no customers. Kidding. So that's kind of the story. It's a little bit of a, a long one. So sorry to bore you. But, yeah, no, it was a, no, that's it was an a very, awesome story. very fun journey. You've had an exciting life so far. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, I like to I like to think so. It's been pretty entertaining, especially for my fiance, who's been on the roller coaster up and down. So, uh, you oh know, she hung in there. She hung in there. Yep. <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah, the the dispensaries um, they do need a lot of help and a lot of guidance. And I really, I, the blood tenders, quote unquote. I hate that term, <laughs> but those sure, guys sure. and gals need serious training. Oh my gosh, they mm-hmm. need they need mm-hmm. a lot of training. But it is it's overwhelming. Certainly. I mean, as with any drug, you know, if you if you have to go to the pharmacy, God forbid, and get some chemical um, that your sure. doctor's recommended for whatever reason, that's overwhelming. But at least when you're there, right. the pharmacist will come up and, and personally explain to you, like, you know, answer all your questions and you know, mm-hmm. do all that kind of stuff. So what are you guys doing to help the bud tenders? Yeah, so uh, a lot of times, uh, you know, and I noticed, by the way, I think on your website you guys call them patient advocates, which I actually like a lot better. Um, so, Thank you, yeah. <laughs> so the, the, person, <laughs> the, person serving, uh, the person serving the consumer, they, they basically yeah. are able to be a little bit more efficient and they're able to offer recommendations really, really easily. So, um, okay. A lot of times when we were talking to other dispensary bud, bud tenders, they're saying, hey, you know, I run off of tips for the most part, so I know that mm. I need to see 50 patients a day, right, or 50, 50 people a day. 
in order for my tip wow. jar to be where I want it to be. So I, you know, I can, I can leave <laughs> and I can, I can feel I like did. I had a successful bit, right? So most of them are running um, off of tips? Well, tips, I mean, there's an hourly wage too, but a lot of them are incentivized by the tips. So at least in, hmm. in recreational, right? So they, they said, okay, well, huh. we were like, all right, well, what if you could see, you know, 70 or a hundred people a day? Cause all you got to do is record a, a less than five minute video Right. Um, basically, the way the software works is the consumer mm. fills out a short quiz on how they want to uh, experience cannabis or what questions they might have. Are they medical? Mm-hmm. Are they recreational? Um, you know, what things should we leave out? What things are you curious about? And, right. the, and then how do you want to receive that consult and, you know, text or email? And then what happens when that consult comes in is the uh, patient advocate, I would say in your case, right, they would receive right. that consult They'd see all the information, and then they go and actually select products that they think are going to be the best for whatever ailments or whatever uh, their plans are for that day, right, on, on why they might be looking at cannabis. Right. And then they record a quick right. video, less than five minutes, and then send it off. And then from there, the, uh, the consumer can basically look at the video, see the products that are recommended. We, diet, we integrate into pretty much every modern um, e-commerce platform or POS system, and they can mm-hmm. create an order and then schedule it for pickup or, or delivery or curbside, whichever the uh, dispensary or the, uh, the medical center offers at the time. So it makes it a lot mm-hmm. more efficient for the bud tender. And then what's great for the, uh, the dispensary is that you can kind of control the consistency with which your interaction with consumers and patients is, right? <laughs> so you want someone who's really, right. really skilled at delivering that information and getting it to that consumer um, you mm-hmm. know, as thoroughly and efficiently as possible. So that's what right. we try to try to help the butt tender dispensary with. Yeah, it's um, it's really hard for people. Um, I mean, first of all, you have to be you have to have those person personal skills. You know, people people skills. Mm-hmm. But you know, and then you got to know your cannabis. But then you got to mm-hmm. know people's ailments <laughs> when they're coming in, and that's mm-hmm. a that's a doozy right there. And, you know, when we were talking oh. earlier about drug interactions and things like that. Um, so, yeah, it's a lot. To, it's a big learning curve <clears throat> for everybody. Absolutely. And, yeah, so the takeaway from the patient that comes in is, gosh, you know, there's so much information. What, what, yeah, what did I get? <laughs> what product right. did I just buy? Because <laughs> we've, we've had patients that go to dispensaries and literally they will come back to us um, with a bag full mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. different things and they they put them all out you know throw them out on the table and they're like here well, i got this and they said eat that and we're like oh no <laughs> don't eat that yeah yeah ever yeah. <laughs> or eat right. this little tiny piece you know so it's it's you know it's a lot for for everybody um so absolutely that's a good absolutely yeah yeah, we've we've so, heard from other medical centers too, like in the in the Denver area where they're saying, you know, we we hear it all the time where someone is, you know, misdosed. I don't want to say overdosed, but that's yeah, you know, they're misdosed. <laughs> I like that term, misdosed. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, uh, you know, grandma Mabel just wanted to, you know, get some for arthritis and you know, she's got a thirty milligram edible that the blood tender suggested, right? And they re- react differently oh, man, for her yeah. than someone else. Um, and so yeah. and it might be the last time she tries cannabis if that's her experience because she doesn't, you know, she might not understand, 
you know, that there are different, you know, strengths and, and we get ways that in which too. you can benefit yeah, her. All the time. Right. Yeah. So wow. pretty, pretty common occurrence I hear. So <laughs> we definitely yeah. want those people coming back in and, and leaning in, not, not getting a poor experience and saying, oh, I'll never touch that stuff again. Right. So there's just way too many benefits. Yeah. Yeah, there are, and and that's what we do. Unfortunately, um, we do get a lot of that, you know, because they don't know, and that's the thing—they can't remember. Mm-hmm. It's, it's there's so much to remember. So, um, certainly, yeah. And what are um, so during these times right now? What are customers preferring to do? Or they just want to like you know get delivery or pick it up, you know, and they don't want to wait in lines, and you know, especially when like you said, the heat's coming, and they definitely don't want people waiting outside; they'll pass out. <laughs> Sure, sure. Yeah, I would say it's a it's a mixture. Um, delivery is great. The problem with the delivery model at the moment is that most of the people that are going to be using your delivery model, at least this is what we found, are people that actually mm-hmm. understand what they already want. So they're they're uh, they're users that have been around the planet a long time. They've you know they've got like yeah. a pretty good base of product knowledge. Um, but when someone who right. is new is looking at your website, right, Dutchie and Jane did a great mm-hmm. job, and a lot of these POS systems did a great job of bringing everybody online. But when I'm a new consumer and I'm looking at pictures of flour or I'm looking at pictures of, you know, cartridges, but no one's explained to me what the values or the benefits of each of these things should be, you know, right. it, it becomes really difficult for me to even, like, want to transact, right? It's like, oh, well, I'll just go in. Right, but oh, it's right. 117 outside when I drive by, and you know there's 50 people in line. Um, you yep. know, it's it's just not a great experience. So I think something like this could actually bridge the gap. You know, with Upsparrow, I think it could bridge the gap for that delivery service. Um, you know, so that hey, I know what I'm getting, I know what I'm being introduced to. Great, check out. You know, have that delivered to me today. So right, and now what kind of um, do you have? software for the patient where they can track everything like a little, you know, on their phone, little, a little app. That's something that we're working on. Um, like a patient profile. Okay. Um, Coming soon. (laughs) Yeah. Coming soon, coming soon. But, uh, the patient profile is an interesting one because I know that there's a lot of use cases where, especially in medical, there's, you know, your rolling allotment and things like that, which are hard to keep track of. if like, Everything's in different measurements, right? Grams, ounces. Like right. It's a little bit harder to uh, to track it. Um, so having it right there, yes. you know, inside a profile would be great. Taking a look at your previous consults should be easy enough. Um, what's great about the consult is, you know, it's it's a web page, so it's already in your texts mm. or your emails, so you can always revisit them now. But would love to have uh, an opportunity to build a profile so that everything's right there, right? <laughs> you know how much right. uh, allotment you have, you know, you know all that kind of stuff. So. Okay, yeah, that's that's perfect. And then you know they can remember what they got because, like you said, they, you go, you get home and and quite honestly, the labeling on the products you get is I don't know who they're you know mm-hmm. you need a magnifying glass of these things and you can't even see you know what it is. Um, right. Yeah. Or yeah. terpene profiles, or you know, you can't see any of that. People, yeah, and I've seen some people, try, some brands, I should say, not people, some brands are trying to take an effort to, like, put a QR code. I think that was one good benefit mm. that came out of COVID was that we all know how to use QR codes now, <laughs> whether you're right? drinking or, you know, whatever. Is that, um, isn't that funny? Yeah. Yeah. So it's They're like, okay, handy. well, some people 
are trying to put that little profile of that product and what it should do um, on the on the packaging so that if you need more information, you can do it. But mm-hmm. it's a large undertaking, right? And a lot of them are using it as an opportunity to just, again, show more pictures of flour with no benefits, no terpene oh. profiles, no cannabinoid profiles. So, um, right. yeah, it, it can be better. It certainly can be better. So Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, people, I think people quickly know what's off-putting to them. So if they are thinking they're going to go get information, all they see are pictures, and they're like, well, next, you know, we'll, we'll go to the next place. Totally, totally. I agree. Yeah, it's, um, you know, sooner or later, and where we'd love to get to is actually pulling in a lot of this data, too, so that, you know, the bud tenders or the patient advocates can get a quick refresher also. Um, you know, a small EA, when they're presenting wine, uh, they're always looking mm-hmm. at a kind of a cheat sheet card, right? It's from this region, it's this, it's that, right? All of their wine Yeah, here are your five bullet um, points for each of these, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And yeah. it's great for the growers that are spending all yeah. of their time on these strains because yeah. there's a survey done and it said four out of five growers don't believe that uh, the bud tenders are ad- adequately communicating the benefits or the story about their product or strain, which is no, not, not what the I growers agree. want, obviously, labor of love. Um, but at the same no, time, No, but it seems you know, to be, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, please. No, it just seems to be like, um, unfortunately, a money thing. They want they want people in and out, in and out, in and out. And mm-hmm. we we service a lot of older people, and you know they're slow. Right. They they need to understand mm-hmm. this stuff, and they want to know why they should be doing this versus the Tylenol and Excedrin and morphine that their doctors have been giving them for years. <laughs> right. That they right. trust, right. unfortunately. Totally. But you know. But that's how it is, yeah. So they need hand-holding and a lot of it. Absolutely. Well, I noticed you guys do telemedicine and things like that. How has the impact been, if you're working with predominantly, you know, an older demo, how has that worked for you? Do you feel like we've ramped up pretty quick? Everyone kind of knows how to use Zoom now? Or what's your experience been? I'm just curious in the real-time kind of telehealth space. Yeah, you know, quite honestly, the older folks are having a really hard time with it. They really do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we're, you know, they get help and, you know, we try and make it as easy as possible. You just send them a link in their email and they click it, you know, but um, the, that's the easy <laughs> part, okay? The telemedicine sure. is the easy part. But when you go to register online through the the health department, you know, AZDHS. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, their yep. patient portal, you know, it's just, you know, that's hard for them and, all the, you know, what if they have to go do something, that's difficult. The patient portals are hard for um, older people who just aren't used to that kind of stuff, and you can't blame them. Um, yeah, make yeah. sense. Make I, sense. Yeah, I mean, it, it does. I went into my, I went into my portal the other day and couldn't find my ID card. It, it wouldn't load. Oh, I'm like, geez. see, what the heck? Yeah, I'm like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah, they're really yeah. having a difficult time. Very interesting. No, I, I think mm-hmm. that uh, you know people started to see the, the government website experience was pretty broken, um, especially when, like, oh, unemployment gosh. benefits came through, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, everybody mm-hmm. that uh, was affected by COVID, you know, were, they were trying to get in and register for unemployment benefits, and the system just couldn't even take the load. The menus are confusing. Everything's oh, yeah. going on. So, um, you know, yeah. pretty much every state was hiring uh, developers from coding languages that were, you know, 
25 years old to try and get them to help. <laughs> so people are coming out right? of retirement to try and update these sites. It's just crazy. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, it completely is. understand. There's, there's a, yeah, it's hard for them. That's just not their nature. It's not their way. <laughs> They're used yeah, to just right, going right. down to the pharmacist that they've known since birth. You know, they probably birthed them. You know, that's probably a pharmacist. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. You Good know, point. yeah. And then and all of a sudden you've got like, an urgent care on every corner with about 50 doctors in there and no one knows your name and know who you are or where you're from and what town your mom grew up in. And <laughs> now mm, they're like, I have to yep. do what? <laughs> no more little house <laughs> on the prairie. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Very interesting. Well, I, I can tell you guys really care about um, the experience of everyone there. So, um, you know, it's, it's a slightly different experience I would say than, you know, a, uh, like a large box tourist attraction. Like I went yeah. you know, to a, to Vegas and experience some of those. Um, oh, but, boy. Yeah, no, it sounds like you guys take great care to to really make sure everybody has all the information they need, which is terrific. We need a lot a lot more of that overall, I think, in order yeah, for Canvas to be accepted. Yeah, and thank you for saying but. that. We, yeah, we appreciate it. And I think, there, you know, there's there are always going to be, you know, probably two types of people that use cannabis and you know that's fine and it's you know some people are really using it the older you get the more you realize you need it for pain <laughs> i don't right, know you sound right. real young <laughs> but wait till you get older and uh and okay, then you we'll get to it. the yeah <laughs> just keep using cannabis now it'll help <laughs> but you know you get to 70 <laughs> years old and then you've got like four or five different diseases and you know mm, it's mm-hmm. yeah they've got all that stuff going on so yeah we try and make sure that you know, people start with low doses, microdosing is what I guess they're calling it these days, where you just start out with a milligram right. or two, you know, just sure. something really small. I say, if you don't feel it, that's okay. You know, try if you, mm-hmm. but if you feel, if, but if you feel better, it's like, you know, the effect of Tylenol or something. You're not going to feel Tylenol and be like, woo, I'm on Tylenol. You know, if you're microdosing, totally. you're totally. just going to feel better, right? Your headache's just going to go away. Right. And that's kind of how, right. you know, we, we want, you know, our patients to, to kind of experience it, just not all freaky high, you know. <laughs> they don't want to be that. Totally. <laughs> right. It will make Thursday golf fine. a little That's tougher. That's on them. <laughs> right? <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I can't make in the hole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. <clears throat> so, you know, which is probably not good for dispensaries, but, you know, you get a, you get a better customer that way when you really listen and uh, hopefully the, the quote-unquote bud tenders out there will – take time um do your products cater to them and and education at all or are you integrating that in your systems or great question yeah and and i'll agree i agree with you on the uh on the relationship part of it i think is really what you're getting to um Mm -hmm. with your most recent statement is how do i make sure that this person you know can trust and come here for the rest of their life ultimately you know ideally um but stay a long-term customer you know, um, yeah. the a lot of the dispensaries, their marketing, you know, is is really pointing to one transaction, right? So how do I how do I get a customer right. in the door right now? Um, mm-hmm. But the relationship is really built when you start marketing for three, four, five, six, you know, ten visits, um, and it's not just about you know uh, offering penny pre rolls with something or you know whatever it might right. be. It's yeah, like, no how did you make this person feel? <laughs> Are they empowered right, right. to make decisions yeah. and, and hear out and explore and, and learn right comfortability yeah. absolutely yeah. so um so yeah the relationship i think is is another por- portion of that where 
we really try to help is, you know, hey, come put your best foot forward in this interaction. You know, it's not a, it's not a, hey, what can I get you for every patient, right? For <laughs> every every consumer. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Let's let's try to put our best foot forward for information there. But as far as the info side of things goes with the blood tenders, we've um, been looking for solutions that could help us. We've got um, one on our radar. It's called Learn Brands. Um, and they, they basically have a, a learning management platform for blood tenders to go in and, and learn about a brand um, in order to sell oh. it in a more educated way. Yep. We, we're looking yep. at what information they really have um, because obviously the brands are interested in that, right, and the growers. Um, but what is the blood tender really getting out of it? That's what we're trying to figure out um, on our side. So we'd love to incorporate training and like a quick five-minute videos or one-minute 60-second videos, of, you know, the bullet points kind of like we talked about. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it makes it more uh, intriguing and, and exciting for, for the consumer who's, who's looking to learn more when that blood tender is recording the video. So we're looking at different integration partners for it. Um, so, yeah, TBD also. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And that relationship is going to be key. You know, whether I think a lot of people mm-hmm. are going to stay in the tele-everything, tele you know, they're going to just, mm-hmm. I think this COVID has really, you know, scared a lot of people into just like, you know, if I can just go run and pick it up or something, you know, that's fine. So or if right. I can right. meet and talk with someone on a video even, that's great. Totally. Um, less chance totally. of, especially for the older population that, you know, are already immune compromised and stuff. They don't want to spend any more time catching cooties than they have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially when you're going to pick up medicine, right? That's just uh, counterintuitive. So, yeah, no, yeah. agreed. I think COVID put us ahead in a lot of ways, you know, 10 years, 15 years maybe, than where we would have been mm-hmm. before. Um, yeah, so, I think so. Yeah, I, I completely agree. A lot of businesses are finding that, and, and uh, you probably are finding this too, that, they realize that their their staff can really do well from home, you know, and they don't have to have the brick and mortar or they, you know, they're paying less in overhead because of that. And um, so that's an interesting thing that's happening with businesses too. Yeah. So in, this is kind of where I think, you know, dispensaries have to be, you know, regular retail dispensaries have to be a little bit careful because there's always going to be a Walmart mm-hmm. or an Amazon, Right. Um, traditional retail, if you're not building the the relationship or you're not a boutique or, you know, something that people rely on, it's going to be tough for Mm -hmm. you to compete in that space, just like it was for, you know, the mom and pop hardware store when, you know, Ace came in or Home Depot came in, whatever. So something that, that we look at, um, you know, some, some dispensaries, they say, Hey, you know, my churn for these employees is so high that, you know, spending a bunch of time educating them or, Hiring and training is just it's it's costing a lot of money to try and deliver cannabis to these these consumers. So something that we were looking at is even um, basically we ought, we could offer bud tender as a service or you know patient advocate as a service where those consults come in and we educate the customer, we help them understand the products that may be best for their ailments. And then we actually mm-hmm. um, send them over to that dispensary, right? So it's, it's custom branded for the dispensary. Um, something that we've been looking into because augmented staffing is, is you know, uh, how we fill the gaps in the serving industry. It's how we fill the gaps in, you know, hospitality and nursing. 
Um, but it's not something that people have looked at from like a virtual consult, certainly in telemedicine. Uh, it's already started right. to take foot. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, with this asynchronous kind of model where, you know, it's a video, it yeah. doesn't have to be real time. Um, it's something we've been looking at as well. Uh, but just to keep that experience really, really high quality, right? Um, and I think that yeah. if dispensaries could, um, you know, unfortunately, I think that they would opt to have less bud tenders who are really, really good, like that are patient mm-hmm. advocates, I would say, right, quality. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and pay them better more. to be able to deliver mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Right. Just a drive-through, right? No need to, no yeah. need to have a line outside. Yeah. No need to have 15, 15 bud tenders, right? Mm-hmm. So right. it could happen. Yeah. Well, hope, hopefully it's going in the way. Yeah, and there, there are always those people that are just more <clears throat> in tune and sensitive to that anyway, and they probably get the better tips anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think there's pains with any business, right? Um you know, yeah. you want employees to care as much as you do, but ultimately that's unfair, right? <laughs> they should care as much as, uh, you know, as much as they have capacity to. And, and you know, yeah. you try to find those people well, no, and you sift through and find the diamonds, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah. And no one will care about your business as much as you do anyway. That's just, you know. That's right. That's just a given. That's right. That's just a given. But, yeah, you got to find the employees that that are, you know, that love what you do and love what they do. Because, um, mm. you know, helping in any capacity, whether it's helping people with their SEO or point of sale systems or patient advocates or whatever, I think being in the cannabis industry is, is, is good for, you know, the planet. I think more people need to use it. <laughs> sure, sure. And for the planet and humanity, for sure. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's definitely a... a it's going to be good for for everyone to be to have mm-hmm. some sort of experience with it in the modern day and age. Um, you know, I think it was yeah. something like eighty percent of the United States still hasn't tried cannabis. So, um, oh. you know, it's wow. it's coming through. Yeah, it's coming around. There's still quite a bit of market to be tapped into, um, and you know, there's tons yeah. of big <clears throat> tobacco companies on the sidelines, tons of big uh, pharmaceutical mm-hmm. companies on the sidelines waiting this opportunity. So a lot of these, a lot of these businesses, the more that dispensary, medical center, brands, growers, right. The more we can communicate as to why someone would use your product, the more defensible you're going to be when, you know, your big box retailer starts stocking Marlboro, you know, uh, right. Uh, pre-rolls or something. <laughs> right. Because uh, hopefully yeah. their, oh, their brand identity is a little tarnished compared to yours. Right. Oh boy. So, yeah. Yeah, hopefully. I don't know. <laughs> I think you're talking big money there. <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah. where, yeah. like you, you know, product training comes in. Like you were saying, why would I use this versus that? You know, what's the benefit? Certainly. Yeah. Certainly. Um, yeah. Absolutely. That's just a challenge when some dispensaries run out of something. I've had several patients, you know, send me emails mm-hmm. and say, hey can't get this anymore and it was the only thing that worked you know so I end up just contacting the really? for them and saying hey <laughs> where are your products because you know so and so ran out you know it's totally very interesting how how it's happening it's a yeah it is the demand is, in there. <laughs> it is and the demand is only going to grow um that's that's the crazy oh, part is. right so yeah. Oh, um, yeah, it was cost effective for a lot of these dispensaries to operate, you know, uh, the ones that were waiting for recreational to pass. It was cost effective for them to be in neighborhoods where they could get a really small space, you know, 
900 square feet to try and pack as many people mm-hmm. in and out as they could. But, you know, um, even that retail experience, I think, is going to change. Um, a lot of dispensaries are starting to build bigger spaces, and, you know, they're kind of trying to anticipate what's going on and how they oh, stock yeah. more product. And um, with all the yeah. new licensing that came out and that are being awarded, mm-hmm. it's it's only going to get even crazier. So, um, yeah, no, we I agree. Yeah. I think the, the patient education, the product knowledge, um, you know, and, and ultimately – the, the selling experience and the patient experience is, is something that's going to keep this in the hands of people that really, really care about the plant instead of, you know, an incumbent mm-hmm. moving in and trying to, you know, bring their, <laughs> bring their models. Cause they will come, right. They're, they're coming. Oh, with they're their coming. Investors and they're, money. <laughs> they're here. So, already, yeah, or they're here. Yeah. Just say, you, you know, <laughs> you know, right, which ones right. I'm talking about. Um, oh, I do. But I yeah. Do. Yeah. <laughs> so, they're here. Yeah. And the, but the, the great thing about this is, Mom and pop has room, you know, if mm-hmm. if they mm-hmm. can, if they want to get, you know, if they want to go hemp or something. But there's there are a lot of places that people can still get involved. Um, and, you know, if they want to do cannabis or hemp, I think there are opportunities. It's, you know, it's going to be harder here with these last runs of social equity licenses coming about. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then that's it. Um, but there are opportunities with hemp and all sorts of other things, you know, so. Yeah, absolutely. Opportunities are coming, and you said eighty percent of people haven't tried cannabis. That's right. Yeah, haven't or aren't using cannabis. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah, wow. it's a giant untapped that's market insane. that's still yet to be there. Holy cow! Yep. Yep, we're just yeah. seriously in the basement of it all. Yeah, it's going to explode. Right. This is exploding, but it's going to like burst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and, and you know, it's thanks to thanks to people like, you know, medical centers that started early like you guys and um, you know, pioneered and, and you know, kind of paved a way for a lot of the people before you, recreational, all these other things, right? There are a lot of complications that came with that and people that, you know, struggled to get you know, the industry to where it is. And so let's make sure that those people have, you know, a, a playing field to compete and, you know, the tools in place and the technologies in place to do it. We want those people yeah. to be around a long time because that knowledge is immense. Right? That, that knowledge store, we need to make sure it's passed down. So um, there's it, just yes, too much to, to have it go out uh, to, you know, the it, Walmart yeah. of, of cannabis superstore if it comes ever. I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, <yeah>. it's coming. <laughs> but so are the mom and pops, you know, They're, you know, in, in lots That's of right. other places. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. I know you have to get going here. Um, but I just want to say thank you so much for coming on, and we'll definitely chat behind the scenes here um, and talk about, you know, products and podcasts. (laughs) Phenomenal, phenomenal. Well, no, thank you so much for having me. This is terrific, and it was such a joy to talk to you. I appreciate you having me on. Well, thank you, and you're welcome back anytime, and stay cool up there. Make sure your AC is working or you have a pool. (laughs) (laughs) Will do, will do. I'm on it. All right. Thanks so much, Gabe. Thank you. All right. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Gabe Cruz, everybody. Woo, there you go. Um, and you can go to up, it's upsparrow.io. Um, I guess that's information. I'm not sure what I owe it. Uh, but you can go there. It's upsparrow, just like it sounds, upsparrow.io. And you can check out, um, bring your dispensary products and customers together. 
that's really super important. Uh, that's one thing that uh, the dispensaries definitely are um, needing to do, uh, and in a good way. And it sounds like Gabe's on his way to do that. Um, different ways of interacting with your quote bud tenders, um, and different ways of getting your business out there. So thank you so much for coming on the show. And any questions you want, I totally forgot to ask, but you can send them to thctufon at gmail.com, or you can, I'm sure there's, there is right there. You can contact the company right there in our blog section right now. If you want to contact Gabe, you can request a demo right there online. So there you go, and there's the contact button right there. Um, so check it out. All right, you're listening to Weed Day Wednesday, uh, brought to you by Tumbleweeds Health. Are chronic conditions holding you back from a happy, healthy life? Get on the right track with Tumbleweeds Health Center. Our CBD products are formulated to fit your healthy lifestyle. I would definitely say that CBD has changed my life. I mean, I don't worry about my dog anymore, and I don't worry about sleeping anymore. Tumbleweeds Health Center, voted number one health center in Tucson, has created a proprietary number of CBD blends, each designed to promote health and well-being. Let Tumbleweeds Health Center show you how CBD products might help you improve your life the natural way. Well, you can give us a call. Uh, call us at 520-838-4430. Email thctucson at gmail.com. Or you can just come on down to 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. All right. Um, here's another another uh, <clears throat> another state that's having problems with Delta-8. Delta-8 THC regulation continues to be a hot topic in Washington State. Ooh, sorry, Gabe. Okay, Washington state regulators are indicating a willingness to, to regulate Delta-8 THC products for sale in licensed cannabis dispensaries, although chemical experts say that the issue will require study before rules can be drafted. The Washington Liquor and Cannabis Board announced that it intended to regulate the sale of Delta-8 THC products sold in the state's licensed marijuana dispensaries. Last year, the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration, the DEA, ruled that Delta-8 THC, a cannabinoid that occurs naturally and can also be processed from CBD, is a controlled substance not protected by the 2018 Farm Bill, which legalized hemp agriculture and products derived from the, uh, from the crop. Since that time, at least a dozen states, including New York, have banned Delta-8 production and sales. April's policy statement from the Washington Cannabis Board said, that the DEA's interpretation of federal hemp regulations is unenforceable and that the agency would create regulations for Delta-8 sold in licensed cannabis dispensary. Uh, at a meeting of chemists from the University of Washington, Washington State University and private labs organized by the board last week, researchers said that study into Delta-8 has been limited so far. Quote, frankly, the field hasn't done too much with Delta-8 because it does almost the same thing as Delta-9, quote, said uh, Nephi Stella, a professor of pharmacology and psychiatry at the University of Washington and co-director of the school's uh, Center for Cannabis Research. The, <clears throat> the Cannabis Board's policy statement holds that it is not legal to sell Delta-8 produced from CBD or other cannabinoids in licensed dispensaries, but some groups, including the Washington Cannabis Association, believe that the Liquor and Cannabis Board could regulate the extraction of naturally 
occurring Delta-8 THC. For more of the Cannabis Board focusing on what is good or bad cannabis versus consumer safety, said Vicki Christofferson, the executive director and lobbyist of the trade group, Brad Douglas, an organic chemist with the work group, uh, with the workshop, a cannabis testing laboratory based in Southern California, did not offer an opinion on whether state officials should regulate Delta 8, but did say that it could be done. Quote, I do see a path with ingredient standards and the proper regulations to test and regulate these products so they can be safely used, said Douglas. That's purely opinion and based on my understanding of the science and toxicology, but I think it's possible, quote. Last week, Colorado lawmakers removed an amendment to a cannabis cultivation bill, HB 1301, that would have, among other things, outlawed all products containing Delta-8 THC. In a statement to High Times, Henry Baskerville, a partner with Colorado-based Fortis Law Partners, applauded House Majority Leader Danielle Escar for convening a conference committee to consider the amendment. The committee rejected the amendment on Friday by a vote of 5 to 1. Quote, as Delta-8 is a hemp-derived cannabinoid, it had no place in HB 1301, a bill intended to regulate outdoor cannabis cultivation, quote, wrote back. Had the amendment passed, it could have ended outdoor cannabis cultivation in Colorado, as well as wrongfully banning Delta-8. When faced with the prospect of arbitrarily eliminating Delta-8 from Colorado's commercial landscape, lawmakers stepped away. However, Baskerville also noted that the Colorado Department of Public uh, Health and Environment ruled in May to ban Delta-8 from all foods, drinks, and dietary supplements. The attorney urged the Health Department and the Colorado Marijuana Enforcement Division uh, to exercise restraint as the agencies take input from stakeholders on the regulation of Delta-8 this week. Quote, Delta-8 products in states across the country are derived from hemp, which, due to the 2018 Farm Bill, is a legal agricultural crop, said Baskerville. Hemp products from textiles to building materials to cannabinoids are just as legal as the plant itself. There you have it. Yeah. Still confused as to why they're saying it's illegal, because now there's Delta-10. I think they make that illegal? Most likely. What are you guys smoking out there? Hello to Grand Island. What's the weather out there? How's it going? What's going on? Where are you? Who are you? Hi, Tuna. Reggae Ryan. All right, what is going on? Okay, let's see here. So you're listening to Weed Day Wednesday. So there you have it. Uh, You can call 646-915-8421 if you'd like to be on there. I had to once again trick my own show to make sure that we got the show going. (laughs) So, um, let's see. What else is going on in the world of weed? Um, So, you do know that you can grow your six plants here in Arizona, 12 in the same household if there are two people there. Um, and you can get on down to the grower's house at 3635 East 34th Street. Uh, it's pretty easy to get to, and they've got a nice new, um, they've fixed their whole lobby area. So they got a nice new lobby and uh, lots of cool products in there, um, and you should all go check it out. Or just go to growershouse.com and check it out because they got a lot of products on sale right now. 
it's getting hot, so make sure your air conditionings are, if you're growing indoors or outdoors or wherever you're growing, just make sure that uh, it's going to be cool uh, because we're looking at 111 or 112 um, uh, degrees at the by the end of the week. Okay, New York towns and cities considering opting out of legal cannabis dispensaries. What? Yeah, okay. Cities and towns across New York. Gosh, New York is just getting it today. Ugh. Yeah. Cities and towns across New York are considering whether to allow retail cannabis dispensaries and consumption lounges legalized under state law to operate within their jurisdictions, with some officials urging them to act as a deadline approaches. In March, the New York State Legislature and Democratic Governor Andrew Cuomo approved legislation to legalize marijuana for adults and establish a regulated and taxed economy for the commercial production and sale of cannabis. Under the legalization or under the legislation, municipal governments have the right to opt out of the establishment of licensed cannabis consumption lounges within their borders. Towns and cities that decide not to allow such businesses must hold a referendum on the ban if at least 20% of registered voters sign petitions calling for such a vote. During a recent webinar, Sarah <clears throat> Brancetel, the legislative director of the New York State Association of Towns, warned municipal leaders that do not want cannabis lounges and retailers in their communities that they have only until the end of the year to approve a local ordinance. Cities and towns that do not opt out before that time will not be able to in the future. Quote, the local law has to be adopted on and before December 31st, 2021. That's coming up really quickly. It's like a one or done shot. If you adopt it on January 1st, it has no effect. Municipal leaders across the state have begun to take notice and movements to enact bans on cannabis businesses are already underway. In North Salem, a suburb of New York City and Winchester County, the town board has set a hearing to be held June 22nd via Zoom on a proposed opt-out ordinance. At a meeting of the board on May 25th, Supervisor Warren Lucas said that if the town opts out of the businesses, the decision can be reversed at a later date. At some point in time, when we see how it all works, there's always an option of going back, uh, going back in. But once we opt out, we can never opt out. Um, Oh, sorry, but once we opt in, we can never opt out. Uh, Councilman Martin Aronchick agreed, saying, now's not the time to opt in. It's much smarter if it's ever going to happen to just see how it's working, he said. Uh, Lucas added that, quote, we are a farming community, quote, noting that he has received input from constituents who are interested in growing cannabis and others who are concerned about having cultivation operations located in the community, although local leaders do not have the power to ban cannabis growers licensed by the state. I've had people call me up saying that, Kids don't really need a marijuana farm in town. They'd be there on the weekends picking buds. So I think we do is just approach this cautiously. Uh, Lucas predicted a mixed response from local residents in New York saying that we're going to have a couple of people show up and say it's a wonderful thing and a bunch show up to tell us we're crazy for even considering this, that we should not have it in the town or Salem. I know stuff like this falls on both sides. The Kent Town Board also considering the issue of cannabis dispensaries and consumption lounges with Supervisor Maureen Fleming calling for a, random, a referendum on the issue. Councilman Chris Ruthven, however, called for an immediate vote to opt out of cannabis retailer and com- uh, consumption lounges. Quote, I'm ready to vote to ban the dispensaries, Ruthven said at a June 1st meeting. I'm having a hard time comprehending 
that our state made this legal. I don't think it was a good idea by the state, and I'm not going to do anything to help support it in any way, shape, or form. Whether or not local officials in New York approve licensed cannabis dispensaries and lounges to operate in their failed war on drugs, that cannabis sales will occur. It's up to city leaders, city leaders to decide whether at least uh, some of that commerce occurs at a, uh, retailers that are regulated and taxed by the state. Um, it's interesting to see, uh, and this is all from High Times Magazine. I'll, I'll post that um, on our little uh, little chat board here. You can get a link to that. Um, it's just interesting that that some cities just are opting out altogether and. In 10 to 20 years, it's just going to be everywhere. We know that. It doesn't even matter. It's all, like you heard, there are still 80% of people that haven't tried this. That's crazy. Um, so it, it's interesting to see. I know Benson over here in Arizona has opted out of having um, uh, cannabis dispensaries. So they took another vote, I guess, and they're like, yeah, no, nope, not going to do it. So it's weird because that you know generates a lot of, revenue for them and jobs for people and anyway I didn't hear of any you know problem with the sense of the sensory anyway other than that it was really small and kind of lacked product <laughs> I went in there once it was very, literally like a room it was very small it was like a little but hey if you had something you know if you needed something there's usually something there for you anyway folks that's just my opinion you are listening to Wednesday Wednesday thank you Gabe Cruz for coming on and thank you everybody for uh, tuning in and being with us on the show each and every week. Remember, only 199 days left until Christmas. Put your bongs ready. Get those joints rolled. Get ready to pass them out to all your family and friends that come over. I think it's important. <laughs> Everyone needs to calm down. Um, we Let's see. We, I think we're going to have a guest next, we're gonna, a guest next week. You're going to have to tune in and uh, check out tumbleweedcellcenter.com. Uh, also, come on down to 4826 East Broadway Boulevard and come get certified. Come get some CBD products. No Delta 8. We don't want to get busted. Um, but come check it out. We have everything else. We've got keep uh, and hash and pre-rolls, and it's all hemp. It's all awesome. Tumbleweed Health Center, come on down. Check out tumbleweedshealthcenter.com. And thank you for listening to Weed Day Wednesday. We love you guys. Have an awesome week, and stay cool. Change those filters, your AC filters. Have an awesome Wednesday, Wednesday, everybody. We love you. Thank you, Gabe, for coming on. Woo-woo.